0: You're listening to Stories Behind the Songs with Chris Blair. For more information, check out chrisblair.com. Hey, everybody. Here's another episode of Stories Behind the Songs. I'm your host, Chris Blair. And this week, I sat down with Ryan Larkins. Now, I got to tell you, I didn't really know Ryan very well. We had crossed paths a few times while he's played shows at the listening room, but I've never really gotten to know his story. So sitting down, just hearing more about him... His work ethic, his passion for music, it was just uh, so inspiring. Um, And the guy's heart, I mean, you can just see it on his face. Um, It it just, I'm so excited to see what this guy does. Um, He was born in Nashville, which if you know, you know, most people move to Nashville. So he's one of the rare guys that is born and raised in Music City, in and around music since he was born. Um, He started writing at the age of 12. And then in 2009, he was on the CMT show, Can You Duet?, where he got third place. So we talk about all that and uh, the song that he picked on that show, Tennessee Waltz, why he picked that song and what it meant to him. He's been writing with a lot of great songwriters, JT Harding, Tom Douglas, Connie Harrington, Tim Nichols, Lee Miller, uh, Jesse Alexander. um, I could go on and on. Um, But also one of them is Country Hall of Fame member, Bill Anderson. We talk about a song that he wrote with Bill um, that got him his first Grammy nomination and also became a duet with Bill Anderson and Dolly Parton. That song's called Someday It'll All Make Sense. Uh, Go check that out and listen to the episode to hear the whole story. Um, He's also got a new song out with Cody Johnson that uh, he's going to talk about that's uh, very cool. And just a week before we recorded this, uh, he did a show with Willie Nelson. He opened up for Willie Nelson and um, that's just a whole cool story he's gonna talk about. He also has an EP coming out on October 13th. So make sure you go pre-save that and check it out. Uh, but you could also get two songs that are out right now, uh, Man That Holds the Beer and She's the Tough One. So again, we talk about all of that and more in this episode. It's so cool. Uh, you're going to love this guy, uh, Ryan Larkins. Let's get to him. Hey, everybody. This is Chris Blair, and here's another episode of Stories Behind the Songs. I'm here at the Listening Room in Nashville, Tennessee, today with Ryan Larkins. Ryan, how are you, how you doing, buddy? Man, I'm doing great. How are you doing? Good, man. Thanks for getting up early and joining us. Man, thank you so
1: much for having me. It's yeah. going to be fun today.
0: Absolutely. Well, let's uh, let's just start from the beginning. Um, you're one of those rare guys that is from Nashville that doesn't uh, that doesn't happen often. So uh, you grew up in Music City and kind of around music all the time. So take me back and tell me what that was like.
1: Yes, sir. So it's the wildest thing. I grew up in Nashville, but I grew up in a very strict Pentecostal home. My dad was a, a preacher, a pastor. Growing up, and uh, as close as I was. To Music City, and to Music Row, I really I had no idea about country music. I grew up on on gospel music my yeah. whole life, you know, and so I grew up singing these old hymns in church. And uh, I just remember, you know, from an early age, I w- we were singing from a songbook, you know, Amazing Grace, all those all those yeah. great hymns. And uh, it's pretty wild. I, a friend of mine from church when I was probably 20, 21, he, he was like, man, we need to go try out for this show. Can you do it? It's on CMT. Yep. And we need to just learn a couple country songs and we'll be the next Brooks and Dunn." <laughs> and I was like, okay, that sounds great. Who's Brooks and Dunn? you know? And yeah. so, uh, we learned, we learned some songs and I made it on that show. It was, it was wild. I had growing up. I never had a, a TV, you know? And so I was, standing on the stage and I looked out at the wild horse saloon and every TV in the whole place was like my face. And it was the wildest. It was, (laughs) it was just the wildest thing ever. And, uh, but I did, I fell in love with country music. I mean, just through that whole process, I, I, there were like these parallels, you know, I would, I would see these preachers come in and in my church growing up and, they would just tell these stories that had me on the edge of my seat, you know. And then I would listen to like Randy Travis. I would listen to Merle Haggard, at Willie Nelson, and I mean, it's the same kind of thing. I mean, they're telling these stories that just make you stop and yeah. listen. And I just, I thought, this is I've got to do this. I, I want to, I want to write these kind of songs. I want to tell these kind of stories, and uh, yeah, I just fell in love with it.
0: Man, that's so cool. So, one of the things I thought was really interesting on that show, Can You Duet? Um, and maybe, you know, like maybe it's because you were diving in and kind of like giving yourself an education of like the older country. Yes, sir. Um, but what made you pick Tennessee Waltz?
1: Man, there was just something about that song, you know, being from Tennessee that's part of it i thought this is this represents my state you know yeah. but there was just that classic you know that classic melody those words it just i i fell in love with classic country that's that's just what i love i love classic country music and so that's uh, i just thought that would be a great song to do and just kind of make it our own
0: yeah and you got to third place is that right yes, on sir. that show yes yeah. sir which is
1: still that's yeah. that's the wildest it's incredible. thing. incredible yeah wildest thing but After that, you know, I I started playing just bars around town, songwriters' nights. And I just tried to figure it out. You know, I would go to writers' rounds, and I would hear people who were just way better than me and who had songs that were just – that blew blew me away. And I learned early on, like, hey, I I don't have the songs. I need to write some better songs. And then I remember writing – one song that I was kind of proud of and then I thought well where do I put this in the set if I'm playing three or four songs do I put it at the front and just get the people right off the bat and then the rest of them are kind of just okay or and so so that's that figuring all that out was pretty wild and then I was playing one night at Belcourt Taps and Carol Ann Mobley was there yeah and I I played some songs at the end of the set she said hey I've got somebody that you need to meet. And so we set up a meeting. I met with Rusty Gaston yep. at this Sony. music. He was and, oh, and this then was he was this yeah. was a okay, little yeah. before. And so uh, I played him some songs and I remember playing him the song King of Country Music. And I got to the first chorus, the end of the first chorus, and he said, "Hold on, hold on. Play everything you just played all over again." And so I played it for him again. And he was like, "Man, that's just incredible!" And so we kind of we started talking, and and I knew I kind of knew from the moment I met Rusty. That's that's the place I I wanted to yeah. be.
0: There's you don't get you don't get m- much better than that guy. I mean, he's just his uh, his knowledge of a song and and ch- champion for songwriters is one thing, but also just his heart and oh. his love for. For people, uh, I, I mean, I love that dude.
1: I do too, and he's a preacher. Yeah, and yeah. That, and that's another thing that I just I was like, man, this guy. Yeah, and when he believes in something, you know, it yep. makes you it makes you believe too. But yeah, and that was, I I, I still I, I can't believe that all that happened. It just felt like the doors opened for the, for me right there. You know, with with this music, and I, I felt a change. Like, okay, something. Something is happening. I am meant to do this. You know, God put me on this earth to do this. And I started writing with people like Tim Nichols mm. and Connie Harrington. And they, I, I owe you everything. You couldn't find
0: any good writers? <laughs> it's great. Hey,
1: they.
0: <laughs> Man, that's Tim Nichols. That's a, that's he, awesome.
1: He invested in me. Yeah. And, and Connie invested in me. And they taught me how to write songs. Yeah. And I owe them. I feel like I owe them so much. And they were just. They're the kindest people, and uh, I, I've just learned so much from from them. So
0: that's awesome. It's so a, was that your first pub deal? This my, is us. Okay. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Right. That was
1: my very my very first pub deal, and uh, I wrote a bunch of songs over there. And then I got a call. I was on vacation, and Rusty he called. And he's like, "Man," I, and he was crying. He was like, "It's this is gonna be good." I'm going to tell you. Something, just trust me, it's gonna be good. But we're we're going over to Sony, and so I. That's been the most incredible thing, just being over there with yeah. with all the people. It's just been it's been great. It's been so good, and yeah. then and then the I, I met with the, the people at Red Street the end of this past year, and. I walked in, I played some songs for Jay DeMarcus and Alex Valentine, Kelly King, Kelly Rich, all the people over there. And I just had, I had a connection with those people at red street. And I just felt like this is, this is where I want to be. They, they really got me as an artist yeah. and, uh, I signed a record deal over there the beginning of this year. And it is, I'm just, I'm more excited than ever. It just feels like the path is, revealing itself you yeah. know what what i'm supposed to do and jay demarcus he's producing me i just released two new songs and got some more songs coming yeah dude October. i can see it on your face oh you man just,
0: like you, the 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 excitement and passion that you've got for this is just yeah
1: it's a it's a dream and and you know my wife and i we've been married for this year's 15 years and just to know that she has been there support me this whole way mm-hmm and just to get to experience it with her like there were some tough times you know where i was like i don't know how this is gonna work and she was right there saying hey you're put on this earth for a reason and and god has a plan Mm. and we're 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 living by faith and it's just i owe so much to her i i just still can't believe we're getting to experience some of these firsts you know 15 years in and my kids you know they're Eleven, nine, and six and they've seen me struggle they've seen me work odd jobs and they're getting to experience it with me too it's it's a pretty amazing thing and just uh, it's like the first time the other day my oldest he was like hey alexa play ryan larkins <laughs> and, and, i mean just little things yeah, like that yeah. you know but i mean it's they're they're the big things really yeah i love that
0: Um, I want to get into uh, everything you've got coming up here in just a minute, but um, let's go back. So you're diving in and you're learning Willie and and Merle and you're you're giving yourself an education on all this uh, historic, amazing music that country started on. And last week (sighs) you just opened for Willie Nelson. How was that?
1: There really are no words. I mean, it was it was the most incredible experience of my life, it, one of them anyway. It was the most people probably I've ever performed in front of, and I walked out there. I was absolutely terrified, but then it's like there's that moment where you're like, okay, I've got to. I've got to do this. This is I've got to win these people over and I found some friendly faces yeah. in the audience. I told a couple stories, got a couple of laughs and I was like, "Okay, I've got this." And it was incredible. Got a standing ovation which is un it was the it was like the greatest feeling. And then after that, Willie Nelson comes out. He sings blue eyes crying in the rain, Georgia on the road again. I'm standing like from here to the end of that stage, watching him do his thing, a living legend. He is country music. He is, he's in my book. He's probably, he's one of the greatest, one of the greatest. Yeah. And, uh, so I, there was a moment I was standing there with my wife, with my dad, with the band. And, um, he started playing always on my mind. Mm. And, you know, your instinct is to sing along. And everybody in that crowd was like singing along. But then he got to the chorus and there was a hush that went over the whole place. And he, he sang that chorus completely by himself. And I got chills from head to toe. I mean, I'm it was just, telling me this. it was like a movie. It was like a movie. And then uh, at the end of it, um, the crew's like, hey, hey, come on up, sing with Willie. And so I got up there and sang, will the circle be unbroken? Come on, I'll man. fly away, hard to be humble, with Willie Nelson. And it was just, it still doesn't seem real. Yeah. It, it just was, it was incredible. And uh, thanks to CAA and, and the people over there for, for setting that up. Yeah. I, that's a night I will never forget. Man. As long as I live, it was, it was unreal. It was unreal.
0: That's amazing. Yeah, talk about CAA. That's uh, that's a new thing too. You just recently signed with them as your agent.
1: Yes, sir. I, I had a little showcase at, at Red Street um, a few months ago, and I met Mark Dennis and and Chris Burris. I've known him for a little while over there, and man, they just get me. They they know what I want to do, mm-hmm. and they it, that team over there is just. They're they're the best in my book, yep. and so I'm just I'm so thankful to be over there with those guys. And they're already proven. I mean, it's just getting a show with Willie and some more things coming up. It's it's exciting. I'm I'm so thrilled to be working with those with those guys over at CAA. Yeah, it's a treat. Great. It yeah. is just a treat.
0: Um, let's talk about uh, a number one with Bill Anderson.
1: Okay, a, a song with Bill Anderson. Yeah. I, I wrote a song with Bill and Bobby Tomberlin. It's been a, it's yeah. been a little while, but it was the very first time I wrote with Bill. And I walked into that room terrified. I because I I mean I know that guy and and all the things sure. that he has done. He's written so many yeah. hits. It's just it's crazy, and he is a legend. He is yeah. just a legend. And so I walked in, I was a nervous wreck. I had this idea, you know, about questions that we have for God when we get to heaven. And he was like, man, I like this. We started writing it. And um, we got about halfway through and he just kind of teared up. And and I could tell it was, he was emotional. And he was like, man, I just, I don't know that I can finish this song today. Mm. He had just lost a good friend of his. And, uh, he said, I just have a lot of questions for God when I, ha- when I get to heaven and we've started talking about it. And I just said, you know, I believe someday it'll all make sense. And he looked up and he said, that's the song that I want to write today. And we started writing that song and I mean, it just came together so quick mm. and, Bill, he said, I love this song, guys, but I'm, I'm going to have to run. And so he left a little bit early that day, and I did the work tape. And uh, I knew I knew it was something special, and Bobby knew it was something special, and so we were just talking about it. And Bill played it on the Opry that very next week, and he said, man, I, I want to record this song. And so we were just excited, you know, just to get to, to hear your song played on the Opry. Yeah. It's cool. And at that time especially, I, I I was such a fan. I've always been a fan of the Opry and and those just everything that's happened at the Opry. It's just it's amazing, but um so he recorded that song and I didn't really realize that he was going to make it a duet. And I'd kind of had a rough week, you know, writing. I I'd written some songs, but they weren't really that great. You know, you go through the yeah. ups and downs of all that and I was kind of struggling a little bit and uh rusty at the end of a right um he said ryan hey before you leave i want to play you something and so he called me in his office and i was standing there listening to bill he sang that first verse and i thought man bill sounds better than ever this is this is incredible and then the second verse came in and it was dolly parton singing and that (laughs) Gave me chills. I I could not believe it. And then uh, that song, it, their bluegrass version of that song, was nominated for a Grammy, which was just yeah. It's it's hard to put that into words. Having it, I mean, Dolly Parton is one of the greatest too. You know, yeah. just having her sing a song that you've written is is a huge thing. But then having a song, a performance of a song, nominated for a Grammy, that's just yeah it's I can't put it into words it's it's amazing yeah it is amazing
0: yeah I mean I can't even I can't even imagine I mean it's it's just uh to to be able to to witness that as you know is as, as like your first big hit that's taken off and and it's by those two in the circle it's I mean, crazy it's just, yeah
1: it's crazy my, my very first cut as a songwriter was was Bill Anderson and, and Dolly Parton and I can't say enough about Bobby Tomberlin is is one of my favorite people, one he's of my so favorite great. writers, yeah. and he's like a walking country music encyclopedia. I mean, he just knows the history, and I love being around that guy. Such a nice person, and and he, I, I consider him a really a good friend. And Bill, I feel like I've just learned so much from him, you know, just how to just how to be in in this industry you you know you meet so many different people but he is one of a kind he's a class act and just one of the kindest people i've ever met and i feel i want to be like him when i grow up yeah so it's it's a treat
0: yeah we don't we don't know each other very well but uh i mean just just a little bit talking to you i mean it seems like that's where your heart is i mean i I feel like that's that's the kind of person that you are and Um, means a lot. Yeah. Guys like you you that will get all this success and you'll be the guy like Bill and Bobby who are pouring into somebody else. So
1: thank you. That's what, and I've one thing, another thing I've learned in this, in this business is you don't get anywhere on your own. No, it is, it is, you know, it's always just the team around you, the co-writers, just somebody willing to believe in you like like Tim Nichols like Connie Harrington believed in me enough to write with me early on when I had nothing going on Bill Anderson he he did the same um it's just I want to be that for somebody down the road you know
0: I love it this episode is brought to you by Sennheiser microphones when we first started this podcast We were using some older microphones and Sennheiser came in and sponsored us and gave us some MK4s and 914s. And I mean, I'm telling you, it's made all of the difference in the world. We love these microphones. We use them at the listening room as well. And I just can't say enough great things about them. Go check out Sennheiser.com. If you are into music in any way, their microphones are hands down the best on the planet. Go check them out, Sennheiser.com, and thank you Sennheiser for the support and the sponsorship. We love y'all. Well, so what was like? What was the the kind of path after that? Like, you know, you have that happen, and then um, you just had. I mean, Cody Johnson is on fire right now. He's on and, fire, and you. This is like hot off the press like just had a uh, uh cut so you're uh yes, sir you're to the point where you can talk about everything going on with that now so um yes. kind of walk me through everything up to that point
1: so it's a crazy thing i i actually wrote this song the painter with um I wrote it with Cat Higgins and Benji Davis. And I wrote that song about three or four months into my first publishing deal. So that song's mm, about four yeah. years old. So I wrote that before even someday it'll all make sense. It's funny, the the timing of everything. Yep. But um, I just remember walking into the room that day, I just had this feeling of, just being thankful you know it was so fresh so new just having a publishing deal and I just thought back about my wife you know I I remember I was working this job that I just did not like and uh, I was kind of depressed I wasn't really playing my guitar around the house wasn't singing songs and my wife said you know you, you need, we need to change. You need, you need to quit this job. You need to go in tomorrow, quit this job. We're going to take a step of faith and, uh, God's going to work this out. Mm. And, uh, I went in, I quit my job and I was, I was thinking about that that day because I'd just gotten this deal right after, right after that. And I was just thinking about how, My world was black and white, you know, before my wife and I, and I had, um, this idea, she's a painter. And I was thinking about all these different painting words, you know, like brush masterpiece, you know, canvas. And, um, I I presented this idea to Kat Higgins and Benji Davis. And they were like, "I, I like that. That's, I don't know that that's, been done before and we were in the front room at this music and Benji Davis he just picked up his guitar and he said she talks about the future like she's flipping through a magazine and I just about fell out of my chair I thought man that is the most brilliant thing you know an opening line that gets everybody's attention you yeah. know and I got chills and so um, we finished that song and again those two those two writers, are two of the best writers in yeah. town. I, I cannot say enough good about about Benji. I mean, he is he's brilliant. Yeah. I mean, some of the things that he comes out with and Kat Higgins too, I mean, she's incredible. Um she she brings um a woman's perspective too, which I love I love having that in the writers room because it feels like, you know, a lot of times it's just dudes trying to write a song. That, that women want to hear, and that, that just that kind of makes no sense and to you've me. You've got the you woman know? in the room yeah. telling, you know,
0: this is what we want to hear. Exa- so, that's exactly yeah.
1: right, and she is just – she's a class act too. I, I can't say enough good about her, but, but, yeah, we wrote that song, you know, three or four years ago, and um, Aubrey Roop, she's my person at, at Sony, and she heard that song. She, she just got there probably, you know, last year to Sony and she heard that song and she said that, that song needs to be cut. And so she believed in it enough to send it to Cody's camp and he heard it and recorded it. And he recorded, I think October or November of last year. And, you know, you, you hear people recording the songs and that still doesn't mean you made the album, yeah but, uh, but then just a few weeks ago, I found out it was going to be this, the next single or the first single off of this new album. And uh, it's, it's been, it's been a wild, it's been a wild few days. Yeah. It's just, it, it feels like everybody's loving that song. And the coolest thing is how much it connects with Cody, you know, with his story. He's been married 15 years. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been married 15 years. There is a, It's it's a similar story, and it's just a a tribute to the women in our lives, you know, who are who are the painters. Yeah. So I'm just so I'm so thankful for that song, and it's special to share that with my wife as as my first single on country radio. You know, just it's really it's really something.
0: Maybe we'll be uh, we'll be celebrating another number one here soon. Wouldn't that be something? Yeah, man. That
1: would be Um, great. Yeah.
0: Um, all right. Well, I want to. Uh, I want to. Uh, I want to switch and talk about your project. Yes, sir. Because there's, you know, there's so many great writers that I sit down with on this podcast that aren't doing the artist thing. Right. Um, they're just focused on writing, and uh, you know, uh, you've got so much success already Thank as you. a writer, um, and so much more to come. But uh, but you have. Two songs that you've put out already. Yes, you've sir. got your new EP coming out in October. Yes, sir. Um, so, man, that's like it's really exciting, and uh, already getting to to uh, play some of those things out. Uh, you know, just on a little stage with Willie Nelson. That's so, right, right.
1: <laughs> right. No, it's it has been. I mean, it is a dream. I, I can't, I can't even express it the right way. Just being able to work with such an incredible team red street records i mean it is it's just meant to be you know i i love i love the people over there and jay demarcus getting to work with him he is a superstar you know he's he's done this thing and i feel like i'm getting so much of his wisdom Poured into me, you know. He knows how to create a, a great set for a show. He knows how to produce a great song. He writes great songs. I mean, he is a businessman. I'm getting all of that, and he's produced these these songs. And uh, you know, I, I re- recorded uh, five songs total with him. With Pete Good, also, I recorded a song with him and um, Ilya. Yeah. he he was a mm. part of all that. I mean, it's been it's been a great a great crew I've been working with, and the songs are just some of my favorites I've ever written. You know, right out of the gate, we we have She's the Tough One and Man That Holds the Beer, and She's the Tough One is a song that I wrote with Carlo Colosaco and Blake Chaffin, and it just talks about my wife, but it also it it just is about all the tough women in our lives, about the women who are, you know, doctors, lawyers, school teachers, nurses. It's about the women who are grandmothers, mothers, um, daughters, and it just it's all the women who encourage us to live out our dreams and to be the best people that we can be. And uh, in the first verse, you know, it's like. I'm up with the sun early. Ain't afraid to get the, my hands dirty. Wild horse that can't be tamed. It's it's try. You know it sets it up for yeah. like I'm the tough one. But then the chorus comes in. But she's the tough one. So I, I'm excited about that song. I'm excited about man that holds the beer. I think it's just a great song that just puts a smile on people's face. You know, it's about it's about a man who has had a long hard week of work. You know, and he gets home he sits on the back porch, cracks open a cold one, and he's just counting his blessings and is just thankful for everything that he has. And then I've got some more coming in October. I'm just so excited about and uh, I can't wait to share share this new music. It's going to be so good. Yeah. What's the release date? October 13th. Okay. So it's going to be it's going to be so good. Yeah. I cannot wait to share it. Yeah. Do you have a favorite song on there? It's hard to say. it really is hard to say. And I know people say, Oh, they're like your like your babies, but they really yeah. they really are. I will say the song that I love playing live the most is still probably King of Country Music. And that's a song that I I just had this idea with my, my kids in the backseat. I was listening to classic country music, driving down Charlotte Avenue. I was listening to Merle, Willie. You know Patsy Cline, all these just great classic singers, and um, I was at a red light on on Charlotte Avenue. And my boy in the back seat, he said, "Dad, who's the greatest country singer of all time? Who's the king of country music?" And it it just stumped me because I, <laughs> there are so many great ones, yeah. you know. And and George Strait in my book, he's he's got to be one of them anyway. Um but it it hit me there at that red light, you know, and I and we wrote this song. I wrote this song with Will Duvall and J.R. McCoy and the chorus is just some say Jones, some say Travis, some say straight, some say Haggard are sitting on the throne. All that's well and good, don't get me wrong, but the king of country music is the song. And to mm. me, just as a songwriter and as a country music lover, where would we be without those great songs, without Amarillo by Morning, without Silver Wings, without Always On My Mind, you know? Where where would country music be? Even those great singers wouldn't be who they are without a great song. Yeah. So that song means a lot to me, and that's probably my favorite.
0: Yeah, that's one of the reasons I wanted to start, a, start doing this podcast, is I think, like, you know, uh, it's it is the writers that create all this thing, all the, all this great songs. And I think like, you know, back in, back then, you know, they did write a lot of their stuff and, right. and most of their songs, but, you know, especially now today, like you're starting to get a little bit of shift back to that. Um, but you know, it, it's, everybody hears a song on radio that they love so much. And, um, but it's the story behind like, where did that come from? And yes, that, that artist, that, that vocalist is, has got to have that that passion and emotion into that song so that you can feel it through the speakers. Absolutely. Um, but it's it's that story of uh, getting in a room and creating this masterpiece that is, is where it all starts. So That's
1: right. Yeah. Oh, that's absolutely right. You want to play part of it? Sure. I would love to. Let's see what I got here. All right. All right. Here we go. You can hear him in the church house on Sunday morning. They're still playing on the radio. You can hear his voice from Saginaw to Houston. It echoes down the halls on Music Road. And some say Jones, some say Travis, some say Straight. Some say haggard Are sitting on the throne All that's well and good Don't get me wrong But the king of country music Is the song Mm.
0: Come on, Ryan Yeah I love it. Thank you so much. That is so good, man. Thank you. You know, a little history. I don't know if you knew this. Uh, This building right here that we're sitting in is where Johnny Cash bought his tractor that he put in Old Hickory Lake. Do you know that? No
1: way. I did not know. That is pretty cool. Yeah, man. That's amazing. This
0: building used to be International Harvester Tractor. No way. And all this space back here where where the venue is now uh, was where they built the tractors. And then the front was like the offices and they'd have the done tractors on display that was the paint room over in the corner no way so yeah when we were building this out actually they were starting to grind down all the floors okay uh so when you're walking through here and you see all the black marks on the floors that's all the oil
1: stains now that is cool that i was is like cool. quit
0: grinding we're keeping this is history yeah, right here no, but, that's
1: right that's yeah. that's worth keeping for sure talk uh, about a,
0: another legend right right here in this building man that's yeah.
1: so great and what a build this place y'all y'all have it going on over here man it's it's been a it's been such a great place to play man just you. over the past few years i mean and trying out new songs you know and just getting the reaction and it's such a it is the listening room it's it's a place where you know people really are paying attention which is hard to find you know and yeah it, it really is it's, it's probably my my very favorite place in nashville to play so thank uh, you it's it's awesome
0: thanks um so going back to uh writing it could be for this new project or, or whatever but yes, sir. uh what's uh like what's your favorite story of like how an idea came to you um and kind of the process
1: that you went through to write that That's a good question. Um I did a while back I wrote this song called Here for a Reason and I just remember I had this neighbor this little kid who would just come over to my house all the time. And he was just, um, he was almost like Dennis the menace, you know, he would just come (laughs) over at all the wrong times. And I, it was a stressful time with my, my kids, you know, when they're young, they're still kind of in diapers and it was just always like the worst possible times he would just show up and it would be some kind of like he'd have a boomerang in the tree, and he would be trying to get it down, or he'd come over at dinner time, you know, and he'd knock on the window and just wave, and or, or we'd be having like a little family day, you know, and and we'd be in the in the pool out back, and he'd come over with his floaties and his and his you know and his swimming <laughs> trunks on, and uh, one day he just kind of I don't know he he just pushed me kind of over the edge, and I was right with Tim Nichols and Connie Harrington. Um, And I was just telling him about this kid. I'm like, this kid is just driving me nuts. And I don't know what to even do about it. And uh, Connie, she just said, you know, Ryan, that kid's there for a reason. And he's not Mm. just learning something from you, but you are learning something from him. You're learning patience. And, And it just changed my perspective on it. And it's amazing how just even in a writer's room sharing a story it, it can just it can change it can change your perspective on something and so that's still one of my favorite songs and that's one of my favorite stories probably
0: yeah that's great did you ever cut that one
1: not yet no okay sir. yeah you need to I, I, I hope to I hope to do a music video with that kid that's a good <laughs> Go idea <hunt> him down. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good idea yeah
0: man that's great uh, well, what else is going on? So you've got this—the uh, new project's coming out October thirteenth, and then uh, what's the plans after that?
1: You know, I, it looks like we're gonna go on a little radio tour here at the at the end of the year, and I'm so excited. Which I've I've not really traveled that much, and I'm just excited to get out there and meet people and share yeah. the stories behind these songs, and I'm just excited to see see the U.S. and Really, just to share these songs with people, I, I'm I'm so thrilled to have the opportunity. I just wake up every day, just grateful, and I I, I thank God every single day that um, that I get to chan- that I get the chance to do what I love. I, yeah. I can't get over it. I can't get over it. I'm I'm so blessed, you know. Yeah, it's a dream.
0: Yeah, I like I said earlier. I mean, I can I can see it. Like I I can see it in your eyes, man. So, thank you. Yeah going to happen good things happen to good people
1: oh man i appreciate that i believe it you know i believe uh it just feels like all the doors are opening and and it's it's god's timing yep. you know it's it's perfect it's perfect and when when it's meant to be it it, it happens so i believe it's going to happen yeah i love it thank you
0: well man thank you so much for being here uh i always like to end on the same question so uh you probably know what's coming because you told me you've seen a couple of these already. But um, okay. going back to eight-year-old Ryan here in Nashville, um, knowing what you know now and all the process that you've gone through, what advice do you give yourself today?
1: I would just say keep on going. Don't give up. And uh, that's that's probably what I would say. Just believe. You know, have faith that it's going to happen and just keep on going. That's probably what I would give the advice I would give.
0: Yeah, did you ever have a point where you were like, "Man, I just don't know if I can do this anymore"?
1: I, I did when I was when I was working that job. That yeah. my wife, she was like, "We we can't keep doing this." I, I thought I don't see a path. You know, it was we had a young family and there was just it was like there wasn't enough time in the day. You know, to go out and play songs and and you know even when you go out and play songs you need to have the best songs that you can possibly have yeah and uh, I didn't have those at the time and so I was like I just don't know how this is even gonna work but it, it all started happening I, I actually got a job at the the Fontanelle mansion which that was like the greatest thing that could have ever happened to me I worked uh, and it was Barbara Mandrell's old home it's this log cabinets 33,000 square feet mm. and I got to be a tour guide up there and I took these tours around the house and I got to play all these classic country songs and it's I learned so much about country music and just about people, you know. It's there were so many people that came from all different walks of life, different places, different ages and and it was just amazing to see the connection Every tour, it was just—it was amazing. Like one song can bring drastically different people together, and that was just amazing to watch. It really was great.
0: Yeah, I think you got to be in that right head headspace too when you're doing, especially like you know things like that, and you're playing, you know, out and like you know that. I think that's great advice to yourself and to everybody else listening. Is like. There's always going to be bad days, That's but right. you've got to keep driving forward and, and keep showing up kind of thing. Because, um, I mean, I've been down on Broadway, you know, stuff like that. And you see those pickers that, you know, love what they do, but you can just tell when they're just so burnt out oh, and yeah. they're just like, man, it's just a it's it's a it's a paycheck. That's right. Um, and I think that's the shift is when it when it's uh, it's no longer about how to pay the mortgage. And it becomes like this is what I, what God put me on this earth to do, and what I, what I am passionate about, and I love. Right. That comes out in your persona and your music, and that feeling is just like contagious to everybody else.
1: Sure, sure. No, it's been, it's been the wildest ride. It, it's been the wildest ride. I, I, I remember I was my very first job. I was 15 years old, and I was painting mailboxes. That was my first job you're a painter too I'm a painter too (laughs) and I was saving up for you know a a guitar and uh, it was this really kind of ritzy you know nice neighborhood and naturally had like 250 something mailboxes and so my job that first summer was okay you got to go and you got to paint every mailbox in this place so I did it I saved up all my money and I bought this old Martin guitar at a pawn shop for Thousand dollars, which that's you know, yeah. that's a nice that's a nice guitar, yeah. and um, I was going to write with a guy James Slater, yeah, and we were set up to write at a place on Music Row, and he called me. He's like Ryan, today I just man I don't feel like going into Music Row. I want you to come to my house, and I was like yeah man, just send me you know text me your address. And so he texted me his address, and it was that same neighborhood. No way! I had I was painting mailboxes at fifteen, and uh, and that was one of those moments that was like just a God wink. It's like, man, you are living the dream. This is where you started, and you are writing with a hit songwriter. You painted this mailbox. You know, I pulled up, and it's like I painted this mailbox, and so it's pretty. It was it was pretty pretty wild that's crazy man I Nashville stories you know yeah, I love it well dude we're gonna keep following
0: you and I can't wait to have you back on at some point and uh talk about what this EP's done and uh, the radio tour and everything else and uh and and uh knock on wood like the the number one hit that Cody Johnson's about to have with you
1: thank you so much
0: yeah man we'll see what happens yeah <laughs> Well, we'll, uh, we'll put uh, links uh, in the bio so everybody can follow you. Uh, but you. everybody listening, uh, you know, the songs are out there already. There's a couple released. Go check out Ryan Larkins. And then October 13th, go look for that EP. Um, can't wait to uh, just watch that thing blow up. Thank you so much,
1: Chris. It's been an honor to be here. It really
0: has. Man, thanks for, thanks for being here. It's been, been fun. Yes, sir. All right. This has been another episode of Stories Behind the Songs with Ryan Larkins. We'll see you next time. This has been an episode of Stories Behind the Songs with Chris Blair. For more information after the show, head over to chrisblair.com. That's where you can find information on these episodes, trailer notes, video links, all kinds of great stuff. Also, make sure to leave us a great rating on iTunes. Like and follow us on Spotify, YouTube, wherever you listen to podcasts. Leave us a comment. Let us know what you think. I really hope that you think this show is awesome and we really appreciate the love and support. I promise to keep gathering great content and continuing to sit down with more amazing songwriters and artists as we grow. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for the support. We'll see you next time.